Hi, this is Natalie Lander, voice of Kinsey, Tara Branford, Stargirl, and many others. You are listening to a W2Mnet podcast. You can visit w2mnet.com for other podcasts about entertainment, video games, sports, and wrestling. You are listening to Video Games to the Max. Hello and welcome to Video Games to the Max, episode 223. And I'm your host, Sean Garmer. And of course, here with me is Mr. Mark Morrison. Howdy. And only this Mark part, Morrison today. Well, this is part two of this podcast, or yeah, the, re- or well, the redone model. <laughs> the redo. We try. Uh, so we did actually try to do a part, we, well, we did. Uh, do most of a podcast on what would have been Saturday morning, but my power went out in the middle of recording, and I was using my desktop, which I had been doing since I was recording. And it's easy, it's easier for me to do because I already have it on an actual, you know, thing set. The laptop doesn't have its own little table. So all of a sudden the power went out, and of course that means your recording goes out because Spreaker only makes a save if you stop the recording. Uh, so yeah, I, I think actually if you do a live recording, it'll save it for you. But if you do a recorded recording, it doesn't. Yeah. So. Oh, or if you just re- we could just save and quit every ten minutes and then edit it all together. I'm sure that'd be great. Yeah, yeah that would. <laughs> I mean, if it if it was really a problem, I might start doing the whole like every thirty minutes stop and do it, but. Every 10 minutes, I think I'd drive myself insane. Yeah. Uh, so, we did have Jens on that episode. Um, so, s- sadly, we won't have Jens on this episode. Um, and we're also doing this a little bit later than we were last time. But, um, yeah, so... And we wanted to kind of keep the, the schedule we've been keeping. So, I said, well, whatever, let's just wait till till Monday night when I have my, my day off the next day. Uh, so, uh, it'll probably be a... Shorter now I can go. With... Well, I was gonna say now I can go five hours because you don't have work tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, so, uh, yeah, it'll be a shorter show. That the one good thing is I've completely beaten Final Fantasy VII remake. Now I was at chapter seventeen when we had done the show on on Friday, uh, so I guess I can talk about the. End. Well, I won't spoil the the ending or anything, but I'll, I can talk about my experience now having finished the entire game, and then. um yeah, Mark's waiting on Mark. Is I'm in like I'm in like chapter nine. Like I just yeah. did. I beat, I beat the uh, Hell House thing in the arena. How was that? Uh, uh, it was fine. It was really. I thought the fight went like really long and it was kind of tedious. Oh yes, it's it's extremely tedious. It's probably the most uh, tedious and like most difficult. Uh, well, I didn't find it. Yeah. I didn't find it difficult because I had. I at least had three of the four. I didn't have fire equipped, unfortunately, but I had three of the four elements you need. Mm-hmm. But, like, the the annoying part was, like, when he could, like, shield himself or turn, like, god mode house or whatever. And, you know, yeah. your physical damage goes to, like, nothing. And I'm, like, great. I'm trying to, you know, stagger this thing. And it's taking me, like, ten minutes to do it. <laughs> well, and what I hated, too, was the, um... Because Blizzard... One of the Blizz... Like, the Blizzard spells don't connect automatically like 
Yeah, like so it they, will like has to like form. Yeah. So he'll be on fire and then he'll move and it's like, oh wow, that spell didn't do anything. Yep. Great. And so that would make it longer and then I couldn't figure out it took me a while to figure out that if you do he does thunder you can do wind. Yeah. Or whatever, which that probably made my fight longer. But also it felt like he just came after me constantly. Like he do that thing where he flies around yeah, the, and he the chases dive. you. Yeah, the hell strike or hell yeah. hell dive what it's called, yeah. I think I did lose Aerith at least once and I oh he almost killed Cloud, but like in the last second I was able to hit cure on on him before he swiped at him or whatever. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> so I I mean yeah. it was I didn't have that much difficulty. Like I, I you know, I left some health or, you know, I had to heal up and stuff. I find that game to be just generally kind of easy. Or like I've died once in that entire oh, no, game. It definitely gets uh more it gets increasingly much more difficult. I wanna say once you get to like chapter eleven or twelve, it's like there yeah. is a little bit of a spike there. Okay. Um, but I think in general, if you're, I think the people that are having like either, you know, if you don't, if you're not gate with action games, that's, that's one. But I think the people that are having the biggest issue with it is you're just not one of those that likes to use like, um, you're trying out a lot of different materia. So you don't have like a balanced team. Yeah. And that's where you get caught off guard. Cause I think like with the assess materia, it's super easy. All you do is assess and then. Oh, okay. Well, I have all four of the spells equipped between my three, two or three yeah. characters, so yep. I know which one to to use, and then bam, you know, go go with that. Um, but I, but I think also like if you're, I think there's people that also are. Are, are you switching around a lot? Or are you sticking only with cloud? Yeah. Or? No, I switch around because I mean, air is kind of, is fairly useful. So yeah, and I mean that's. That's the thing is, like, I figured out pretty quickly that, like, Barrett and Aerith are very, very, uh, especially Barrett. I don't have Barrett right now. Oh, yeah, you don't have him right now, but, like, in the later game when he comes back, he is absolutely will save your ass. Um, so I, I made him my, like, cure person and, and all that stuff. And, you know, he, and he's really quick to, um, cause he can just, shoot the the bullets and his ATB meter like gets goes real quick and I right. eventually I uh you'll get a second prey material and I gave him prey and uh everything. That, so that fits it that fits his character. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. Total opposite of his character. <laughs> yeah. It's um I, I will say like I think honestly I feel like the um you know it's different. It's it's weird because I do like Kingdom Hearts, so it's gonna be it's gonna be fun to see how you feel about the ending when you get to it. But I also feel like it's a little bit overblown. I think people wanted some. I think people wanted this to replace Final Fantasy VII, and it feels like Square Enix is just kind of like Final Fantasy VII exists. We're not trying to kill it. We're yeah. just trying to make our own thing. Well, I, I mean, they changed stuff around for like. Wasn't it like Final Fantasy Four? Yeah, Final Fantasy Four. Or they add, yeah, they added crap to the to the the DS or the 3DS version. It's like th- those old games still exist and should be, still be played. Like if you don't like it, oh well. <laughs> yeah, I mean, especially now when 
like sevens available on everything. I mean, I mean, yeah, you yeah, can play seven it doesn't look iPhone great. Yeah. But, well, yeah. I don't think it. I mean, I, I actually don't think it ever looked good, really. <laughs> no, it it never looked good, but I mean, it was still like I enjoyed I playing mean, it. I never had a... it. Yeah, I would say it was impressive from a artistic standpoint, but not a technical one. Yeah, sorry, we probably had a much more uh, balanced conversation <laughs> about this with the three of us on on the on the show. That's that, fine. Uh, no one will I mean, get to I know, hear, but I know Yen's is like in chapter fourteen. That's when I last talked to him. Okay, uh, so he's now he's in the the where the side quests get longer. <laughs> so yeah, um, I mean that's what I'm that's what I'm looking forward to honestly because I mean the side quests you know so far have been like brain dead easy. It's like get a side quest, go here, beat some monster, and then you know get teleported back. And I'm like, okay, like this is yeah. is this a Final Fantasy 15 side quest? Like <laughs> I wouldn't say it gets harder; it just gets longer. Like it's just they're they add more. Well, I guess nodes I, to the. I I saw some reviewer or some page today talking about how like Final Fantasy VII remake shares a lot with like Yakuza. It does, yeah. So I mean, we'll see. I mean, th- that's what it kind of feels like. There's just somebody asking. I mean, what other game asks you to look go find cats or go find, you know, that kind of thing? I mean, so it's like I think that's where it's sort of like the randomness of uh, finding them. But the thing is, yeah. with those chapter 14 quests, is they're kind of important because you'll get those, um, those books that you need to level up the. Yeah, the SB books, which are, yeah. I, I already bought two of those from the Moogle kid, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I really like that system. I think that system's like one of the things well, you, that they added to this remake that I think just. You, I mean, you always get the sphere grid of crap, so of course you would. <laughs> Well, no, but it like it. It really does. Uh, it really does make you feel like it's more worth it to, like, really level up. And then that they make all those weapons. Like, I actually used the, I used all the different weapons when they would come out, you know. And then I'd get yeah. their ability. Well, yeah, the weapon proficiency is. And useful. then I would keep using that weapon, but then at the like towards the end, I just went back to the Buster Sword because they, it was your still your best weapon. Yeah. And. It's cool that even though that's your first weapon, they still made it useful even at the end. So, you know, that's that's nice. Um, I just wish, uh, I mean, I personally wish the like the weapons. I hope they get more, but like, I find the materials slots be very, very lacking. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. You always feel like you don't have enough slots for all the material you wanna use. Well, it's like. Well, it's like, oh, I got a steel materia. You know, you can use the equip, you know, steel s- skill. And I'm like, I mean, I could, but I have all these curious slots already full. So I really can't. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually found that there wasn't like that many like great things to steal. Yeah, well, uh, no, 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 no. But I, I mean, you get the idea. But I mean, there's a ton of material you can, you can get, but oh, yeah. you don't really have like the slots for it, at least initially, or at least for a while. Well, like the second, then, you know, when you do, there's the ones that you have to have. So it's like you can't remove them. So to to try to build those up, because some of them take a hell of a long time to build up. Yeah. So, um, I still don't think I I I actually I was still on the fourth node of the first prey materia when I beat the game because it's so much you have to actually grind out. Uh, 
yeah, grind it out. Um, so yeah. I, I got all the gauze of the four main ones or whatever. Right. I, I, I know Le- Leviathan's there, but I don't think you can get a water material anywhere. So, um. That's just ice or blizz. I mean. No, well, it wasn't in seven. Water was a separate material. Uh, maybe. I thought so. Uh, but then, yeah, like I did bio for a while, but I felt like. No, there's bi- only the underwater material. Oh, is it underwater? Okay. That's that, that was the, that was the material to uh, stop the clock against Emerald. Oh, that's okay. Yeah. That's right. Like, yeah. and, and that's what's funny is like, I, I went back to the old like JRPG thing you would do back in the day of, uh, cast haste on everyone. Yeah. I did that. <laughs> I did that shit. And like, that helped me win battles. Um, it's, that's the, um, oh God, what material is? I don't know if you have, oh, the time material. But they, they don't, don't have, have like, uh, haste and haste, haste on that one. It's just haste. Um, yeah. Stop and, and slow. For, yeah, like slow, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I was just like, well, this is good because I can just put, I got time materials for everybody and they could all cast it and I can just keep using it. So it was nice. Right. Uh, but, uh, I don't know. Who's your, like, I, I, I would say too, like, I, I, I mentioned that they made Barrett much more, a heck of a lot more useful in this game than I felt like he was in, in the original seven, at least in this area. Yeah. And then, uh, cause I hardly, I would never, like, as soon as you could switch him out, I'd switch him out with somebody. Like, I wouldn't use him that much. And, uh, I felt, man, like, when, when he was gone from my party, I was like, oh man, I miss him now. <laughs> so. Right. Uh, I, I enjoyed him. And what you do in this, it's actually cool. Like, the things you decide to do in the game determine who your final party, what your final party is at the end of the game. So that's, uh, that's neat as well, I guess, for people that want to know your choices do sort of matter, uh, aside from the one area there with Don Corneo and Tifa and Aerith. So, yep. Uh, yeah. That's where I'm at. And, uh, oh, have you got, you haven't got to that part, right? Where? No, I just, like I said, I just beat the arena. So now I have to do the second part of that area and get the, get dressed, look all, get, get a cloud to look all pretty. Oh, yes. Oh, wait till you get to the, that was one of my favorite um, parts as well, because you get, uh, they certainly added something really cool there that you do now in, in the Honeybee. Uh, that's definitely yeah. not in the, in the original game. So, um, I like, the the one thing I like a lot, and I like, because I like them a lot in the uh, Crisis Core, the PSP game, is mm-hmm. I like the Turks in this game quite a bit. Oh, like, I like yes. Reno and Rude, and I haven't seen him, but I know Seng's in it also. He is, yeah, you'll see him. Like, I wish, uh, I made the comment last time, but I wish Rude was voiced by uh, Vin Diesel. <laughs> Would have been perfect. He almost looks like him. Yeah, exactly. I mean, so, uh, so, and I like, I, I like that. Like, he's not like so many bad guys in these stupid RPGs, like these like mustache twirling villains, or like you know, egomaniacal idiots like Sephiroth. I like yeah. that. Like, I like that Rude is just like doing a job. And he gets called off. He's like, well, all right, I'm going to go now. <laughs> like, later. Yeah, and then later he gets, like, his own agency. You'll see it, you know, when you get to it. But it's, like, nice that they, they're they not just, like, mindless. You know, like, oh, we don't think for ourselves and and whatever, you know. Um, So 
I I do like that there's there's thought into that too, and just the I I even enjoy Johnny. He's yeah really crazy and eccentric, but he's <laughs> he reminds you know, he reminds me of the Johnny from Metal Gear Solid. That's that's the guy that kind of reminds me of like when I think of like Yakuza. He's the sort of Yakuza character. Just oh, here's this random dude that has you do stupid stuff. Oh, and then he has a crush on Tifa. I mean, who doesn't? But still, like us. Uh, so I know he's not in the game, but I hope when they introduce uh, Kate Sith in the new one, like the well, you know part two or whatever, yeah. I just want it to be some weird looking creature like playing dice in the back alley. <laughs> That'd be nice. There is a. What did you see him in the? No, I haven't. Se- I haven't seen him yet. I know the the, the, oh, the one yeah, guy. You haven't seen him. Yeah, you haven't seen him. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. He pops I mean, up, I guess. <laughs> well, I won't. I won't spoil the um. The, the, the reveal, the, you know, the, the reveal, uh, but so, yeah, I mean, like, I, I love all the characters. I think they made all of them just have so much more personality. Like Aerith has, they are really going to, by the time you get to that, that air, that scene, if whenever, if that, if it happens like that or not, right. Because see what they're setting up where, you know, things could be different. Um, they are they she really has a heck of a personality now and like Tifa as well so yeah i, I i'm just, i'm totally sold on this i just like you mark i i know you joke around about it but i really hope we're not waiting five years for part two <laughs> so i mean um, but, but we could be that's that's the core problem of this of this game or part two is like like i've always said like final fantasy 7 has a ton of different areas I mean, you don't need to go to all of them necessarily, but I mean, like, what's, like, I don't think it's going to be an open world game. I don't, I don't think so either. Game. I think we're going to see the chapter system again, and they're just going to, you're going to have certain towns that you. Like Junon, you'll be able to go around there, obviously. Yeah. And then or like Nibble. And... Yeah. Well, like, I think there might be a little bit more uh, openness as to what you do, right? Like, I don't know if there's going to be this. Because you can go to the Coliseums and fight people and stuff like that and whatever, but I feel like it won't be the same game if I can't go to Fort Condor and do stuff there. Yeah, or like Cosmo Cosmo Canyon or, you know. Or the Gold Saucer. Well, I think the Gold Saucer will definitely be like an area you can always probably go to or you can go on a magical date with Barrett. Yeah. (laughs) That'll be one of the things you have to like beat the game and go back and do later how to unlock yeah. all three of the different dates or whatnot. Um, right. Because they could really ramp that up now uh, with the way things are, the the Cloud and Barrett thing, which, you know, they would have uh, not done so much of uh, back then. Well, I, did, so. I mean, I've, I've seen articles about, like, why everyone is, quote-unquote, so thirsty in Final Fantasy VII. Yeah. It's like, because the people playing it are 20 years older, and they've been ogling these characters for the past 20 years. So well, what do you I expect? Mean, uh, Jessie is really, but she's also like joking around though too. So, um, and that's that's like part of her act. I think not so much like she's just, uh, is she really thirsty or is she like trying to get Cloud to do something? Yeah, her? I also hate Jessie's last name, Raspberry. I was like, right. come on. <laughs> I I I mean, I hate I hate the names of the characters in these games. Like they're just so incredibly arch. Like why, I mean, the exception is like Sid, I think, but I, I don't know his last name, at least in this one. Highwind. But like, oh god, yeah. Highwind. 
maybe. Well, that's but the name of the I, ship, but yeah. I, I just hate the arch names of these characters. It's like, why can't a character just be named Bob Jones? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's too common, you know? You gotta have weird names so you remember them. Right? You're not gonna remember this dude named Bob. Well, yeah, the funny thing is, I love how everyone in the remake, like, you're running around as Cloud with a seven-foot-long sword strapped to your back, and no one bats an eye. Well, I mean, they go and beat monsters. I mean, I mean, like the the slums has a monster count. I mean, like yeah. Well, the other thing I'll mention is I mentioned this last time also, but like the doors are ugly as sin in that game. Yeah, I mean that's probably. I wonder how much of that is why they don't want you to be opening and closing them. But well, like the when cloud, cloud can't close the door. He opens it, then he can't well, close it. Well, I mean, I don't mind that, but I was like, when yeah. Tifa showed me the apartment in the slums, like, you know, she's like, here's a room, and I was like, why is there a PS2 do- era door, you know, where there's a little room? Like, what's going on here? Because they're probably not thinking you're going to sit there and stare at that door, right? Well, I, I mean, I was thinking either it's some te- like texture problem, like the old, the old uh, Skyrim issue, or like something like that. Yeah, definitely you can tell, like, when they zoom in sometimes on their faces like you can see the texture kind of doesn't load in and they don't look great or they have them stand there yeah after they just talked and it's like well that isn't i'm definitely not going to want to take a picture of that (laughs) you know but right there are definitely beautiful very beautiful parts of this game and uh you definitely feel like uh they did this justice like i it's uh, my game of the year so far. Obviously, now with what we're going to talk about, uh, there's going to be some contenders to that as, as things roll on. But yeah, going to be very, very interesting how this uh, year shakes out, especially with. I, I really do think I'm going to try it out on hard mode, see how I fare yeah. with that. Right. With the no items and the bosses get harder and everything. Right. But yeah, so. After, I think it took me about, well, I don't know, cause I know there was twice where I had the, the system on. I want to say I at least spent 50 hours in that yeah. doing all the side quests and, and everything else and exploring some and all that. Right. I mean, I spent about 60 or 65 in Persona 5 Royal, so. Yeah, but you have to, there's a lot of extra stuff you can do with it. I mean, kind of. <laughs> I skipped a lot of it, trust me. All <laughs> right. It was trying to. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I mean, you have to, right, to expand some of the stories, but you're trying to do as minimum as you can, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, like, I was just skipping dialogue, like, left and right, you know. Yeah, because you'd already read it five times. Right? Yeah, I, like, you know, I was, you know, I was paying attention to the new character, so that's about it. It's like, I, I don't know, hear Ryuji talk about his track, track troubles anymore. I'm like, I'm good. <laughs> well, um, anything, uh, else you've been playing? Uh, I mentioned it last time, well, you know, kind of last time, but I've been, I, I got a hold of, uh, an Xbox dev kit, development kit, and I put Star, uh, StarCraft Ghost onto it. And that's fun. So, what's it, uh, play like? Uh, it plays like a kind of not great third person shooter, or action game. Like, you play as Nova, uh, she can like cloak, she has like predator vision, I guess, and she can like move super speed later on in the game. There's like six missions you can play as. Uh, the controls are really weird because you have to like manually equip your gun, like you enter like a gun stance and you can get out of it. So that's awkward. <laughs> Cause like, you know, think about like a Gears of War, you just hold, you can hold R2 to shoot or like R, R right trigger to shoot constantly. 
he may not aim well, but he can do it. And this one, you have to like equip your gun, and then he can shoot. I was like, this is not great. <laughs> but I'm I'm surprised at how far that game was along before it got crushed out. Like, it has voice acting and cinematics. Like, that's that's pretty late for a game to like be be canceled. <laughs> like, it wasn't like finished, obviously. But I mean, there's at least eight missions or six missions you can play as, so that's not too bad, you know, when you really think about it. But yeah, I'm. Mm. It's still surprising that they just all of a sudden canned it. I guess there was something well, I mean, that I, they weren't happy with. That, the funniest part, really, is I think they said they canceled it at the time because of like quality concerns. Mm-hmm. Or you know, we don't we don't want to put our name we don't want to put our name on bad games. And it's like, well. You guys abandoned that, didn't you? Like, I mean, look at your games nowadays. Like, holy hell. Like, what the hell happened? <laughs> oh, wait. They got taken over by Activision. All right. I got it now. <laughs> <laughs> like, imagine the Blizzard of then looking at the bl- games of Blizzard now. Like, that Diablo Immortals game. It's like, what? Like, or like the recent, uh, the current WoW expansion. It's like, what? Like, it happened to making good games. Like, <laughs> Yeah, and I'm very happy to have an Xbox dev kit again. I missed it. <laughs> I, I have the more powerful one now, so that makes me even happier. Did you get it to play like other games? Or? Uh, I had an old copy of From Russia with Love for my old one, my old dev kit. Uh, it's really interesting because it has like a bunch of like debugging options. Like the game doesn't work actually technically, but like you can load into some maps and just kind of like screw around, just fun. And it has this really weird game called invasion home like incent or something weird like that where like it's this looks like some like tf2 or counter-strike looking game that doesn't work at all but i can't find anything about it it has like no it has like a label or like a game label called like uber entertainment and i can't find anything about them so i don't know what the hell it is it doesn't work it kind of annoys me but I'm real curious to find out about it. <laughs> I mean, and I, oh, I also I did make it so it can run original games or like real games because like the dev kits don't normally do that, which is right. kind of annoying. Yeah, it's called Invasion Home Intent or Hostile Intent, and I'm like, all right, but it doesn't do anything. <laughs> it's just some like weird. It looks like a like a prototype or something. <laughs> Enough of my nerding out about the stupid console that I bought. <laughs> <laughs> and and what is uh, Ancient Enemy, folks? That, or can oh, you I'm I'm or? I'm reviewing it. Yeah, it's it's been out for a few weeks now. It's a yeah. solitaire game. Uh, I mean, I, I think I mentioned I beta tested it like a month ago or something, or a few at least a few weeks ago. I mean, it's out now. Uh so yeah, it's solitaire. It's one of, you know, it's like a it's uh, made by the same guy who did Regency Solitaire. Uh the problem is, like, the solitaire part of the game is still fine. Like, my problem with the game, really, is, like, the lack of story. Like, I think I like Regency Solitaire because it was, like, a very whimsical tale or a take on, like, a solitaire game. Like, it's like a Jane Eyre mixed with solitaire. And that was that was interesting. And they made a sequel called Shadowlands, which is, like, a weird prequel, I think. But it went, like, really self-serious and, like, had, like, not a ton of character for interactions and this game has even less of that like it's just you're playing as one dude like constantly moving along this path and i'm like this no i want like story and characters like i want i want this to matter i just don't want this dude narrating to me constantly about how miserable he is or how fucked up the world is like i don't care (laughs) right 
also I find it like because I played this guy's games before and like other solitaire games, I find it like kind of easy, which is kind of funny. That's always. Uh... But I mean, I still like it, but I just he like went in one direction, and it's like no, you should have been going in the opposite direction. Like I want more story and more, you know. I want like the dream uh that what's that dream daddy game or I think yeah, that's what it's daddy. called. Like I want I want like that version of a solitaire game where you have like a bunch of like really wacky characters and like you know situations like that. Like this dude just moaning about how you know how his life is terrible and how the you know the landscape is filled with monsters. It's like okay, uh I should care why. Like I've met I've not met anything anyone or anything else so. I assume everything in this world is dead except for this guy, so who cares? <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. Uh, I also got uh, Audio Shield on the Oculus Quest, and that's fun. Oh, I bet an Oculus Quest is fun. Yeah, a PSVR, that's the same thing. <laughs> yeah. No, but uh, uh, Oculus Quest, or uh, Audio Shield is like that, uh, it's like Beat Saber, but you can use your own music, so that's why it's automatically better. Like, it's not as frenetic, uh, right. or, you know, intensive, but I don't like Beat Saber's music at all. So you don't. I like I like my music, which is good. Not Beat Saber, which is terrible. <laughs> and I I know it's you not like all technically bad. there's some of it that's not. Well, I know you like technically can like use some of your own music in Beat Saber, but you have to like make it yourself or like you know I'm like it's just, like making songs for Guitar Hero or, or you know rock band. It's like no, I don't <laughs> no. <laughs> so I mean, Auto Shield isn't quite as fast-paced or, you know, visually impressive, but, yo, I like my music, so <laughs> that's why it's better. <laughs> well, but, I, yep, that's about it for me. <laughs> I'm uh, also reviewing uh, Streets of Rage 4, which I'll talk about in the next show, so the embargo will be up by then. As you can imagine, Streets of Rage. So, yeah, uh, but, I, 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 I have a friend, like, I have a friend really excited for that game, and I'm just like, why? <laughs> like, I mean, it's it's fun. I, it's I mean, I mean, I I assume it's of a decent quality, but it's just like it's a brawler. Like, they don't make brawlers anymore for a reason because most brawlers are you know operating on the arcade model, and it's like, yeah, but you don't do that with video games anymore. You don't have to keep pumping fifty cents in to get more health. So, although that would be a really great deal, it would be a really great mode. Have it be like an actual arcade mode. You have to pay fifty cents, and then you have to keep paying money to like get more health. No, I just like I always think about playing Gauntlet in the arcade, and like this thing yelling at you about need well, more food now. I, I I went to an I went to this uh like all day arcade like I think a year or two ago where you just pay like money to get in, and it's everything's in free play. And I played through the entire Simpsons arcade machine by myself. And at a certain point, I'm just like, what am I doing with my life? Like, this is so pointless. Like, yeah. I popped in like 50 credits and I'm like, wow, that would have cost me like 20 bucks to play this original, you know, back in the day. And then who cares? Oh, I so remember doing that when I was, uh, um, when I was a kid, like going to CC's, I just loved yeah. playing or going to Chuck E. Cheese and playing that game in X-Men, uh, at the arcades. And then. You know, now, like, I remember when it released for Xbox, or... Yeah, you know, I, it was, it was like, like... Yep, I can just yeah, play this like, infinitely. Yeah, it was like Simpsons, X-Men, Turtles, and then you realize how really shallow those games really are, and it's like, wow, some of my childhood memories have been shattered. <laughs> yep. Not as fun when you don't have the chaos of... Other uh, people as well. Like, that was... Yeah, 
another issue. Yeah. I'm just playing this by myself. This is not that much fun now. Nope. And especially not fun when you die. It doesn't feel like there's a cost to it either. Yeah. But, uh, well, we we had actually talked about uh, the, the cancellation of the WWE 2K. Um, it's still funny. 21. Yep. Okay. Yeah. And it has officially been canceled. Uh, basically, you know, 2K knows that they really screwed up on the 2K20 version, and they need to let it sit and need to get let better. It sit and get better. So uh, I think it's good. Good that they realize that, and good that they're going to make those changes. You know, but I I just really hope that it actually winds up as a good thing for that 2K21 release and not, oh, we took that year off and then it, it doesn't My really help. My question really is if this virus thing wasn't happening, would they still do that? Or would they just crank it out again? No, I think they, I think they would have. I think the whole point of what they're doing, they probably heard it from people for a while that maybe WWE's games aren't, uh. Maybe since, since 2K15 came out, <laughs> you know, five years ago, <laughs> their first, their first 2K game, they're like, wait. This is bad, and you just keep making it worse. Well, I remember, like, they had to take over for Yuke's, and, like, partway through development, when Yuke's decided, you know, 2K found out they were making another, like, their own kind of side uh, wrestling game to try to make that game better, but they didn't like the fact that they were kind of making their own game on the side there, so they gave them the boot, and then uh, 2K kind of found itself, oh, well, we're all alone doing this, yeah. and... That's not I mean, well, what you should. I mean, they introduced their new game today, which was WWE yeah, that's Battlegrounds. That's what I was getting to. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it looks like a chibi or like cartoony. It looks like that NBA Battlegrounds. Is that what? Yeah, NBA, NBA Playgrounds. Yeah, Playgrounds. Like yeah, Saber. sorry. I think that's what they're going for. Basically, is the NBA, and it's made with Saber Interactive as well, who's the one that made those games. So yeah, like. I watched the trailer, and, and I mean, they fed John Cena to a crocodile. And that's so funny, I guess. But like, the gameplay looks like a mix between like you said, it looks like All Stars, uh, yeah. the really like, the one good wrestling game in the past decade. And I think it was like that our old like WrestleMania Midway Arcade game, mm-hmm, that's like you know Yokozuna and Dunk the Clown and all that crap. Uh, I think the problem is the game still looks bad. Like it's still running on that old. Well, w- like, you- I mean. They're just starting on it. It's not that they've been in development for a while or anything on it. I mean, they literally said that they they announced it, and it's probably been in development for a few months, and you got to remember this is during this pandemic. I mean, they wanted to just put something out there. I mean, already, the first thing I noticed was that little that cover image. It's like, wait a minute, why is The Rock the one with fire when he's the most electrifying man and, and all the sports entertainment doesn't make sense either? Uh, but, but, isn't like know, Stone Cold the one with like electricity? Yeah, exactly. That doesn't make sense. It should be so, the opposite. You know, the, the, the Rock should be powered by electricity, and and, and Steve Austin should be powered by alcohol. If, if they really wanted to go that route, they could. Or they really should have thought about that. Uh, but, uh, like, I mean, it'd be nice if this was a more focused. Like, only have like twenty or thirty wrestlers. You don't need to have, you know, the two hundred wrestlers you've had before. Like, it makes those games incredibly bloated. And pointless, I think. Uh, I mean, I mean yo, those Legends nice. of Wrestling games were good when they had, like... I think, those like, are 50 still pretty is lim- a nice number. Yeah, but I was going to say, those are still pretty limited, though. You don't have to have 
you know, four versions of AAA to the rock. <laughs> no, I agree. Like, especially if you're going to have the mixture of old guys and new guys, right? Like the, the legends and the, the current roster. And you know that you're not going to, and you're also going to be skimping out on the lower tier talent, which you wouldn't do in the simulation because it's more of a simulation. Uh, yeah, then, but, I mean, yeah, I think you well, can I mean, pick the 50 best and there you go. And then you just release DLC, which that's what they did for all stars. Yeah. So. The all stars DLC was like six wrestlers or like 12, I think, or something. Very small I mean, that's number. That's not bad. I mean, it's not like they release. A lot of times what they do is wind up releasing different versions of different guys for the DLC too. So. Yeah. You know, I don't know. Uh, I mean, I just have a lot of, I mean, I know you liked them, but those playground games weren't great. The uh, first one was, was fine. It just had, um, it, the technical problem. Like, yeah. I was going to say, didn't you have like, a lot of problems with it? Like you couldn't score or it got like really hard or something. <laughs> no, it, it got to the point where you couldn't shoot threes when you could at the beginning. And then all of a sudden it was like, Oh wow, this is completely turned off and then they, they don't let you score at all. And, but I feel like they, they might, I don't know. It's just like if you can do something in the like NBA street vein or, or whatever and it's okay, then fine. I mean, I, I don't think people are going to compare it to all stars and I don't think it needs to be better than that. But if this I is can, your first try at it, I mean, I can emphatically say it's not going to be better than all stars. <laughs> No, um, I mean but that's I, also THQ had so many years of making those games by then. Yeah, but it wasn't. A, I mean, yeah, but it was a completely separate studio. Like that was their first. Like they made the uh, TNA game, and that was about it. And even that. Yeah, but I, I think also what they did was they just uh, aped the No Mercy and WrestleMania 2000 style more than the simulation games did. You mean? You mean, think... you mean the style that everyone still cares about? <laughs> Or that yeah, store, I mean, but know. that's what made that that game good is like the the only the other game that I think has done it like that is a Day of Reckoning, which is why those games are so revered on GameCube as well. Is they took that and you know Def Jam, the Def Jam Vendetta, Def Jam, yeah, Fight for New York, Aki, yeah, yeah, and said, okay, let's let's do it that way, and you know. I don't know. Maybe something will wait with this time. Visual concepts and whoever else is dealing with that over there will take the time to be like, okay, how do we want to do this and make this ours? And I think that's also something that helps is like, you've been in the shadow of Ukes. You've been in the shadow of THQ. Um, now you finally get that year to be like, okay, what, how do we make this as successful as we, we've made the NBA game and, and what we want to do with the the NFL game, so you know, let's see, let's see what they do. I, I'm yeah. hoping it's good. I mean, it'd be nice, but I I just I mean that license has been so beaten down, even like more than like any other franchise or any other sport license. Yeah, it's true. Not wrong there. Uh, also, uh, just to get this out of the way, because Mark, we had talked about it before, and Mark was right. Oh, well. He said. Oh, well, the last thing I'll say is I'm still disappointed it's not Crush Hour 2. Nah, it was not going to be. You knew it. But, you know, you can dream, I guess. I, I I have more faith in Crush Hour 2 being made than a Halo, than a Solo 2 ever being filmed. Let's say that. <laughs> <laughs> and just quickly, because uh, Mark, we had mentioned a previous show and Mark was right. He said it's most likely 
Crytek was making a Crisis Remastered, and that's what it was announced, was PC, Xbox One, PS4, and Nintendo, even Nintendo Switch, is getting the remaster of the first Crisis game. Uh, and it's also being co-developed by Saber Interactive, so Saber Interactive just, they're going to be working. And yeah. Yeah, I mean, and then, you know, I guess is THQ Nordic getting a cut out of all this stuff here? Um, so, yeah, I think, um, it's, that's nice. I mean, that's cool for people that like the first Crisis game. It's gonna have all this high quality stuff in it. So. That'd be great to see, you know, this console can't even run Crisis correctly or stuff like that nowadays. <laughs> yeah, the Switch, you mean? Yeah, well, kind of. <laughs> yeah, that's probably gonna be the, the joke from everyone. And I, I uh, never played Crisis. Did you? No, I didn't. Yeah, I played like Crisis too uh, on the PC. I like that one. I know a lot of people don't, but I, I mean, I know Crisis One is like this huge kind of open environment. You can kind of just do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. But Crisis Two is a lot more linear and like arena focused, or you know, you have, like in, in like these like little small levels or areas to fight in. I guess I just like that more. <laughs> yeah. Um. I mean, it, it, like I said, it's good that uh, Christ is getting that remaster treatment. So now, I mean, Crytek can use the money. Believe me, <laughs> right? Yeah, definitely uh, on that. And uh, also, very quickly, because it comes out today, uh, the first uh, DBZ Kakarot DLC. Since you know, Mark reviewed the game and everything. Um, yep. Dragon Ball uh, Super is going to show up in, in Kakarot. So, you going to play it? Nope. Going on the season pass. I don't want to buy it, and I'm done with that game. <laughs> I'm I'm this is going to be level 250, so are you ready to... Well, say... I said that the max level that you can get up to in your game, and like the, you know, your characters. Uh, did you even get to that, close to that? Well, I did. Oh, you did? Oh, <laughs> well, played, okay. I, I played it on PC. <laughs> Legitimately, though. <laughs> no. I mean, no. well, the leveling curve in that game is super weird, because it's like, if you just randomly battle, you can get like one level or two, but if you get mm-hmm. like so little experience it's right like fighting random enemies but then if you do the story you know it's like oh goku got 1.5 million experience points because he went to he trained under king kai for six months so he jumped like level like 18 to 32 or something and it's like this is weird like why why even have the system at all like really (laughs) they do it because you know i guess he would have technically done that right if you were measuring things in levels yeah but yeah. But I mean, if you want to play it more, more of that game, more power to you. But nope. <laughs> I mean, I didn't even finish the game, so I should tell you my apathy towards towards it. <laughs> I mean, it's still what the third or fourth best-selling game of the year. Yeah. Uh, you know, but um, hey, people are enjoying it. So it's definitely there was a lot of people that had your sentiment though that were not big on it, or people that that were kind of like. Eh. I mean, it's it's perfectly serviceable fan service, uh, but they just don't do anything new or exciting, and like you only have one attack, one melee attack button, and you do the same damn combo over and over. So it's like, oh man. Well, uh, the uh, big story happening basically in the few days since we tried to do the last show was uh, Last of Us Two got their story leaked. And the menus leaked, and a lot of other things leaked. And Naughty Dog, of course, is now doing the same thing that Square had to do with Final Fantasy VII Remake, and Atlas did with Persona, and 
Uh, Capcom didn't seem to do Resident Evil 3, but it was, you know, out there, people trying to avoid, uh, now having to tell people, hey, the spoilers are out there, but the game's not coming for another month and a half. It now actually has a release date of June 19th. So a little bit of a delay. What, like, I want to say, what, two or three weeks? Three weeks? Yeah. Yep. Um, from the original May 29th release date to now June 19th. And Ghost of Tsushima got actually pushed back to July 17th so that you can get some breathing room there. Because imagine having to spend 120 bucks in two weeks there uh, for both of those games. Yeah. This like, is it's like the last two best shot or like the last two big PS4 games. <laughs> well, also it'd be basically like Last of Us getting the same thing they have with Horizon with uh, Zelda coming out the week after that. It's like people won't get a lot of time to figure out how much they enjoyed Last of Us 2 and then Ghost comes out. So it's yeah, like, good. Yeah, but you're right. That's the last two big. Sony games we've been kind of waiting for, and by then we should know uh, much more about the PS5 games come out. What you think, anyway? But right, uh, certainly. I, so, have you? Uh, we're not going to talk about them, obviously. But have you seen any of the? Yeah, I, I read the spoilers and I watched the videos. Also, oh, uh, okay. it's pretty funny. I'm not. I'm. I'm. I like. I know Yen's will like grind his teeth about hearing this. I really don't care about spoilers. Like if anything, it makes me more interested to see a show or watch a movie or play a game. But he was like completely anti against spoilers. Uh he can't fathom why I like it. And I'm like I, I like to see the journey. I don't really care about like the end point. Like I mean I already know how Final Fantasy Seven remake ends. Like I read the Wikipedia. Thank yeah. you who cares? But I'm still playing the game. So I mean right. th- I mean just because I read it doesn't mean like my experience playing the game is still going to be different than yours or Randy's or Yenza's or anyone else's. Like I still want to enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, but I think it's a little bit different to like know the ending as opposed to I don't think I would have been as hyped or impacted or whatever had I known every big like how every big scene plays out and how it looks and everything before I played the game. You know what I'm saying? Like. It's one thing to know the ending that maybe by the time you get to it, you'll kind of have forgotten a little bit about what it, how it happens or just still seeing how it happened makes a yeah. difference. But like seeing every part of it, I think is a little bit, that's well, also, where I like, kind of, yeah. The video, there's like, there's like six or seven video clips. Only like three of them have actual dialogue or have voice acting. Uh, and like one of them is in a different language. I think it's like span, like Spanish or something like that. It definitely uh, had to be like a disgruntled employee or something. Well, not unless like the PS4 got, or the internet got or their network got hacked or something. But yeah, I assume I some employee maybe. or like I, when I gather, it's not like it's not fun working at Naughty Dog per se. Like uh, that studio has had some problems in the past. Well, it's so. like the same thing you know Rockstar is going through right now with the like too much crunch issues. Maybe it was Leslie Benzies working at Naughty Dog for a day. He he stole well, the code and ran out. The, uh, the issues between The Last of Us, uh, you know, uh, Staley and I forgot it's the other guy's name, Druckmann. Yeah. And and uh, Amy Henning, where yeah. they had created differences on uh, where their big stories need to go moving forward. And, you know, that's why she left, supposedly. So, yeah. I, you know, it. I don't care about spoilers so much. Like actually, like knowing the plot points, I just don't want to see. And I don't mind seeing Taylor's. I just don't want to see everything before I'm playing the game. Yeah. 
Well, even the videos didn't. Right. But no, I didn't well, see the anything. Videos, well, the videos didn't show any. They showed like one important spoiler, I guess, but oh. they didn't show anything else. Like it was like Ellie and some girl riding a horse. And it's like, wow, how spoilerific. <laughs> well, it's probably the the girl, right? No, it didn't sound like Ellie. Or it didn't sound like uh, whatever her name is. I forget the actress's name. The but, girlfriend? Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, still, I, I think if you're hyped for this game, you know, stay away from your spoilers. I know Randy is, he was like, well, I'm going to try to avoid this. He's going to be offline for the next three months or two months before the game yeah. comes out. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah, get get ready for that. Uh, hopefully we don't have people exploiting this even more and finding more things by the time that game comes out and making it worse for people. But, yeah, don't have to wait. At least we know it's coming not too far off. And then Ghost will be coming right after it. And then, of course, the other uh, big Sony franchise is going to be even getting any... Whoops, sorry. Is going to be getting even bigger. Horizon Zero Dawn 2 is supposed to be gigantic in scope when it hits the PS5. A much larger game world, more freedom to explore. And uh, it's going to even include a co-op feature in the main source. So maybe you and uh, Jens will... I mean, yeah, we, we talked about this a little... Well, I mean, erase the lost one, but like the co-op will be probably fun because you can have like one person be like the attacker and the other person be like the trapper or something like that, or like the stealthy mm-hmm. person. You know, have one character be bait, you know, stuff like that. My problem is, is like I already had Horizons or Dawn is like kind of approaching on too big. Like it's not quite like a Days Gone, or like the Assassin, like the last few Assassin's Creed games, but it's getting up there. So then saying, like, oh, it's going to be even more massive. It's like, please, no. Like, it well, could be smaller. Wasn't some of that complaining of, like, after Breath of the Wild came out, like, Horizon didn't feel as explorable or, you know, didn't feel as, I, mean, I guess... Horizon like definitely has kind of... Well, Horizon has, like, zones. Like, le- kind of like leveling zones. Like, you know, a level 1 Aloy shouldn't be entering, like, a level 20 zone because you'll just get ripped apart instantly, pretty much. Right. Uh, I think Zelda had... I mean, Zelda has a, like, it does have a leveling system, kind of, but it's not, like, set in stone. Like, if you really want to and you're skilled enough, you can just kind of hack into Ganon's castle or just kind of glitch your way in and face him. Like, no problem. Uh, so, I mean, I think that's my, like, Zelda has that with a gear and stuff, but if you really are good, you can still get, you can still get through it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I mean, I can see that complaint, I guess. Uh, also, I think, like, Horizon also had, like, very, like, story-gated progression systems. Or, like, you know, you can't yeah. hit the mountains because, you know, you, had, you haven't done part of the story yet. Or you have to, like, really go through the fucking long prologue before you can even get to the main game world. I was like, oh, man, this is taking forever. <laughs> yeah, that's what felt like took forever was for me. And I think that's about where I stopped was, like, other stuff came out and I had to start, well, I had to start reviewing games on Switch so I couldn't go back to it, but it was like, it was, I was like, wow, this is taking forever to get to the point. And I mean, it's cool to see her, like, go from being a little kid to being Aloy and everything, but it's just like, wow, this felt like it took 20 hours. Yeah. Uh, I mean, but, you, didn't, you, didn't, you didn't get out of the main main game world then. Like, that that map is was already big, so I didn't, yeah. I didn't get See it all, so like I don't understand these people who are like, I want to spend two hundred hours in this game. It's like, do you just have no life? 
Like, <laughs> there's, I don't know. I, I guess people just want to have that option if they want to do it. Like, they want to feel like I can spend. Like, it's like, uh, okay. Know, the Animal Crossing I mean, thing right now of, oh, I can say I, that I spent 125 hours in Animal Crossing. Whatever. I mean, okay, Animal Crossing is like, that whole game is predicated on like user created content or like, you know, you, you know, you decorating your island and house, which is fine. But you spend 50 hours in Final Fantasy VII Remake. Like, what if they said, hey, spend another 150 hours before you can actually beat the game? You'd be like, nope. <laughs> yeah, nope. I mean, that's how much the, the whole game is probably going to be. I bet like, if we went through all the parts, it probably wants to be 200 hours. Well, it's funny because like that, I mean, I'm earlier than you, obviously. But that game already feels very linear to me. Mm-hmm. Like, it's kind of like the same, like the old one, really. Like, you know, you can't really go back to your, the old areas unless it's like part of the story. So imagine if they said, hey, you can explore every slum and every sector of Midgar, but you're still going to be doing the same type of stuff over and over. It's like, I'm, no, I'm, I'm yeah, all right. I'm good. No. <laughs> so, I mean, I mean, by the time you get to that stuff with Aerith, I was kind of like, Oh, this feels like it's taking even longer than it did with Tifa, and I'm kind of ready to get going, you know? Yeah. So. Like I did, I did all like the Aerith side quests, you know, in her little that little slum, and I'm like, well, this is more kind of waste, you know, pointless crap. But all right, yeah. <laughs> like, instead of finding cats, you're finding kids, which are way more annoying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's exactly what you want to be doing. But yeah, I mean, I I think it's cool that they're adding the co-op feature in. I, I don't mind that it's getting bigger. I wonder if what they mean is like you won't have so much of that gated progression, and that's that's what they're getting at, as opposed to they did need to tell that story of you know Eli Eloy growing and everything else. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, you'll probably be playing as her, but like, who's the co-op companion then, or are you just going to be like, co- you know, computer co-op, you know, for the regular? I don't game? think they're going to have a created character. I'm pretty sure it's going to be another tech, another character. Maybe a mysterious family member she didn't know she had, or, you know, whatever. I want it to be Lance Reddick from uh, the first game, because he's always cool. Yeah, I mean, this will be... It's amazing to see Gorilla go from being a kill zone to now you're making these open-world uh, third-person action games. Yeah, it's called and the Step they Up. they might even make it into a trilogy, so <laughs> if Part 2 is going to be huge, well, that, imagine you get to Part 3. That always works well. Look at... Look at, my, look at uh... Mass Effect or Dead Space. <laughs> well, it worked out for. I'm guessing they're going more of the. Hopefully, it becomes like another Uncharted where they can keep. Yeah, but even even in, like that trilogy, people. I think people mostly say Uncharted Two is the best one. Well, and then Uncharted Four, I think a lot of people. Yeah, but I mean, it's of the trilogy. I mean, that's what I mean. Right. <laughs> oh, no, definitely, definitely Uncharted Two kind of capped unless unless you thought the Randy he's a fan of Uncharted Three. Yeah, well, he's often um, wrong. So. There we go. <laughs> so, um, you know, Gamescom is is going to be all digital thanks to uh, the COVID nineteen uh, concerns, and now also, uh, so that will be the the one time this year we have a big event where perhaps all three of the the major Microsoft, Sony, and Nintendo will appear along with the other publishers. Uh, what and with whatever those uh you know June digital events wind up being because so far, you know, we had Bethesda cancel and haven't heard any more about Ubisoft. It looks like Microsoft might even have theirs earlier than that. It might be sometime in May because they already revealed the logo for the Xbox Series X. Yeah. And then, uh, which I mean, no big deal. It's a logo, whatever. But 
Uh, so Bit Summit, the Japanese uh, like indie kind of uh, convention, is also going to be di- all digital, and that's going to be now June twenty seventh to twenty eighth. So that'll have it. Japanese indie games can shine, and then, you know Gamescom will also have its time to, to shine for everyone. You'll get to see a lot more things, I think, online and more gameplay for things than you might have seen if it was just on the show floor and everything. So that's that's cool, I guess. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, I, I kind of cut out some of the the news stuff because some of it was uh, rather old by the by the time we're getting to this week. Uh, but there is before we get into our our topic, and then I guess the thing I uh, wanted to talk about there is it does feel like we're having a little bit of a mini release week that feels a bit more normal. Uh, this week with all the things that have been kind of getting cut and uh, delayed and all that, uh, yeah, this today, this Tuesday, April 28th, you have quite a few games here. Uh, moving out is, uh, coming out. That's the sort of like moving version of Overcooked. It's being made by uh, the Team 17, uh, Team 17 is publishing, uh, sort of that, uh, uh studio there. A Snowrunner, which I know Mark is excited about, like an off-road. It was a spin tire. Yeah, like it's like it's like a off like a very simulation off road game where you have to like manage you know wheel spin your speed and all that crap. Uh, Telling Lies comes to consoles. Uh, Soccer Wars, which is like the soft reboot of the entire franchise that a lot of the games have not been able to come over here. And uh, Daymore, Daymare, the uh, the sort of like Resident Evil Two inspired uh, game also comes out uh, today. So, and Gears Tactics is probably perhaps the uh, biggest release of the entire day. Also comes to Game Pass, and they would be purchased on PC, so buy it. Yeah, I mean, uh, and then you got Streets of Rage on thir- on on Thursday. A nice little week. Yep, sure. Uh, you, ex- you ex- uh, ex- I know you're kind of excited for Summer, right? Excited for anything else? Uh, it's been tired of Ge- that Gears Tactics thing. I think it's really weird that XCOM and Gear. Gears tactics got released like the same week, or yeah, like right. days of each other. So you have Chimera Squad, but you haven't started playing it. No, I have to clear out some hard drive space first. Uh, I mean, I know it's decent. Like it doesn't get get, get didn't get great reviews, but it's more of the same. Like I think my problem is I just don't like those type of smaller expansion games. Like I didn't like it in uh, Far Cry. They did like Blood Dragon. Uh, and I think Far Cry also did it again in some other game. But like the smaller like expansion Primal, games, right? was was smaller? I mean that was like a full game though. Also, or you know that was like a like like it wasn't a reduction in uh game mechanics. It was like slightly more of an expansion. I would actually say because you can ride animals, so that's fun. <laughs> but yeah, it's just like Blood Dragon is the one I always think of. Yeah, and then you had a uh, like Old Blood was good, but Young Blood was not right. Wolfenstein, that's another good example. Uh what else? Yeah, I'm just, I'm just having a brain freeze. But yeah, like, you know, uh, I think Prey had like DLC that was like, you know, kind of a separate game. I mean, you still needed the base game, but. That was actually, yeah. like, a lot of people liked that, apparently. Yeah, but DLC. my problem was it came out like way too late, so I didn't remember how to play Prey anymore. <laughs> and I was like, uh oh. Like. Dishonored also had the, the Outsiders thing. Yeah. As well. Uh, Alan Wake had the. American uh, Nightmare. DLC yeah. Expansion I mean, I like. I like that one. That's like American yeah, I like Nightmare that for like Alan Wake. Uh, I mean, Bioshock had like the two, like the two episodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, this has happened before. You know, I I think XCOM feels 
weirder because they just announced it like two weeks ago. Yeah. Like, hey, we got another X now. Like it's coming next week. It's like, like what? what? Okay. Thank you. Like, it's like people aren't, especially after XCOM 2, people aren't that excited for XCOM anymore. Well, I mean, with Gears also kind of basically XCOM, but with Gears. I mean, yeah, it's doing something new and interesting. It's not like, hey, instead of caring about the world, you're caring about this one stupid city. It's like, what? Like, this feels like so much smaller in scope because it literally is. <laughs> true, true. On that. Uh, so, so, yeah, definitely quite a few things to, to pick through uh, yep. for you out there. People that uh, are that gun crazy game, DC. Yeah. Yeah, then we get to May where it feels like everything kind of got <laughs> knocked out of there almost. Right. So, yeah. Right now, I think the the biggest games are Wonderful 101 Remastered, that uh, Episode 1 Racer game. With, they had to delay for, they couldn't give a release date for a while because they had to really completely redo that, um, the controller? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's... Uh, Minecraft Dungeons kind of at the end of Sean Tegan. But, oh, Xenoblade, at that way at the end of the... Yeah, so... Yeah. I won't kind of have... Well, unless I... I don't know that I will. I thought about getting Sakura Wars, and I was like, eh, I'm going to wait, I think, on it. Yeah. So... I have no, uh, no, uh, cachet with those games, so... <laughs> yeah, so I think I'm good on, like, anything big until Shantae is in a book at the end of the Oh, everyone cares about Shantae. <laughs> hey, those are damn good platforms. Here. Yeah. I, uh, I so, played one of them. So, yeah. I'm gonna let, uh, Mark is gonna carry the, the load on, on this one because I'm not, I'm not big on, uh, for one, I didn't play m- most of uh, these consoles he's gonna talk about. Secondly, I'm not big yeah. on kind of pointing out Negativity. The, the, the negatives on on things. Yeah. So I guess my the topic is like consoles that are overrated by people, like at large. Uh like I think there are specific examples. Like people nowadays people like deify the Sega Saturn. And it's like that thing was a gnarly ass mess when it came out. And well not to mention it had, the uh it, before the Xbox One could Screw up their launch. Sega screwed yeah. up their launch of Saturn. Yeah, they're like, it's out now, and it's like what? Who are like? It was like, like E three people were like what? <laughs> like, what are you what? doing? KB Toys was like, what the fuck? Yeah, people yeah, running into our I, store when this thing. I think like yeah, I think KB was like, we're not going to carry it then. Like, forget you guys. Like, they didn't carry it for a while at least. Uh, like the Sega Saturn had some decent games, but it didn't handle three D well at all. Uh, people were already moving away from 2D stuff. So it was a, a console that was like the worst of both worlds, essentially. <laughs> but people nowadays, yeah. you know, trying to like hack in emulator support or like the well, they SD were card. To compete with, with PlayStation. Yeah, but so. failing in every, every account. Yeah. Like, I mean, even like 2D games, like, uh, Capovania Symphony of the Night on the Saturn is a mess. Like, uh, from a technical standpoint, like it doesn't run as well. And then like the controller is like gnarly with that game. Like, I've tried to play it on the emulator, and it's like, you have to, like, press down B to turn into a mist, and I'm like, this is nuts. Like, why did you do this? <laughs> uh, I think another console that is, like, really weirdly overrated is the TurboGrafx-16. I had one of those. It had, like, 10 to 15 good games. You might add, like, five more if you had the second, the, the uh, TurboGrafx add-on, the CD add-on. Doesn't, but that was about uh... it. Doesn't one of your favorite people, Jeff Kurtzman, a ton of games? Well, he owns uh, this 
weirdly rare game called Magical Chase that cost you had like you had to get it through a mail order catalog, which is how you get all good games back then. Yeah. So there's only, there's like 28 copies of this game out in the world, and his copy is like un, like oh like completely new, still sealed in a box, but it's worth like 10 grand at least. Wow. Uh, yeah, the Turbo Graphics had some good games, but unless you're like a big shooter fan, and I'm not, then you don't really care about the system. Like, you know, Bonk is always going to be cool, and so is Military <laughs> Madness, but that's kind of about it. I mean, there's like the one or two, like, there's like one or two Castlevania games in that thing, but I mean, it, those weren't exactly big system sellers back then, or weren't popular. Like, it, it's cool. It's cool now. I get. Well, it's like for completists now, they're like, "Oh, we want to play every Castlevania game." It's like even Rondo of Blood. It's like, the, yeah, give us on the Turbo Graphics 16. It's a good luck. That never got ported anything. No. Well, I got like ported eventually. I think it's like in the Castlevania collection now. But I mean, that came out like just two or three years ago. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna say that doesn't count. Uh, what else? Uh, I think the Dreamcast is a tad overrated. Like, I liked it, uh, but that controller was garbage because it only had one analog stick. So most games can't get ported well or have like really. Most things, I mean, other than PlayStation, I mean, like, it took a while for. I, I, well, I think, I think like you can translate Mario 64 fairly well onto like a Xbox 360 gamepad for like emulation. Try doing that with like Jet Grind Radio. Or jet set radio, where you have like a button solely dedicated to like recentering the camera behind your character because it has no camera control. <laughs> oh, that's how a lot of the C4 stuff was, dude. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's the and, one system that people kind of universally agree was didn't have that much, that many great. Well, yeah, I mean, people. The the problem with the N64, that'd be my probably my last big one, is like it has the people who grew up on it who would have been you and me, really. Yeah, you know. Now they're going out and trying to recapture their lost youth or, you know, recapture that magic. I mean, the N64 did a ton of great shit back in the day. It was like the first console. That was like a, that was like a really good party machine. Yeah. Oh, I mean, Mario you know, party was amazing on that. Thing. No. I mean, like actual good games, like Goldeneye and Star Fox, not Mario Party. <laughs> well, Mario Kart. And yeah, and yeah, that's the third one. Yeah. Like, yeah. But I mean, you had four controller ports and it was perfect for like, college dorm rooms back in the day. And as the four uh, controllers got uber expensive, where you could actually afford to get a second one. Yeah. The controllers back then were cheap as hell. They were like 20 or 30 bucks. Mm-hmm. Now it's like a PS4 controller is like 60 or... Well, and, you can and get third parties cheap. weren't going to ruin your system. Third right. Third party controllers didn't like break in two seconds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I might... The only other one I might say that's a little over overrated is like the Wii. Like, I think, like, motion controls were impressive Oh, no, at the it time. definitely is. Because, like, yeah. once you got past the games that were, like... Nintendo-made? Really or to play. Like, the games yeah. that were, like, okay, the Wii Sports and all those. Like, I don't want to... I, I never, ever, ever, ever want to go back and play... Uh, I mean, as much as I, like, love Galaxy, I don't want to go... I don't want to go back and play anything on that system because I don't want to play with the motion controls. I don't want to have to stand... Like, I never want to play Skyward Sword again. Yeah. The motion I mean, I'll, ruined that game. Not to mention, I'll not, ever to get anywhere. 
I'll never, I'll probably never play that game until they reissue it on the Switch with like fixed controls or actual controls because yeah, I I don't like motion controls first of all and just in, like in theory I just don't like them that much, but in practice like it's most of the time it's finicky and it barely works half the time. So, so forget this. Well, yeah, and I mean, then yeah, and just having to play with anything where eventually you have to use the motion for something or you have to stand there and, and press your A button or what it just. It just never felt right. Yeah. So, that's my treatise on the subject. I mean, there are fans of each console, except for maybe, like, the... I mean, there should be no fans of the Sega C- CD or Sega 32X, especially uh, those you'll, things. You'll find but some. I, ha- I had both those things, and it's like, no, these things are indefensible. <laughs> well, I, but, mean, I would I would also say that, like, my gaming really started with the Super Nintendo. Like, my brother had a Nintendo, but I remember watching him play Mario, like, Mario Brothers on it, and that's kind of the only thing I remember. And, like, I think one of my cousins had a Nintendo, when I, and they had a Genesis when I would go to Venezuela, and I could play Sonic and play, like, some of the other Nintendo, like, Ice Climb. See, I, I, things like that. I, didn't have, I, I didn't have a NES either. I had, like, a friend at the time who had one that I'd sit over his house and play Mario all the time. Uh, I started with a Super Nintendo also, and then I also had a Genesis. And I actually had a Genesis, Sega CD, and 32X. Wow. Uh, so, yeah, the Genesis was, like, huge. And then I graduated to, like, the PS1, then N64, then, you know, then PS Dreamcast, PS2, all that crap. But, so, I mean, I haven't played, like, an old Atari 2600, because I got one once, and I couldn't figure out how to hook it up to a TV. <laughs> it came yeah. with, like, this one came with like this black cable, that was it. I'm like, what do I do with this? <laughs> like I think I was like missing this like the antenna box or something like weird like that. So I'm like, uh this is before like this is more than I want to screw around with. So I'm gonna sell you to someone else. <laughs> Mine was but, so, Super Nintendo I had all the Game Boys. That's one I except for the yeah, old I, one. I had Pocket Color, GBA, the SP, the DS, the 3DS, I had all those. Um, cause I loved having my, my portable gaming machine, but, um, my dad got me a PS1 and, uh, he got me a Launch 64. I got a Launch GameCube. Um, I, I have, yeah, I have three good stories. I actually had, I went to like four or five Game Boys as a kid because it's like break or I would yeah. lose them or something like that. I had at least two Game Gears. Which oh. was always fun. That t- chewed, th- chewed through batteries. Like- yeah, that, that thing lasted like an hour and a half, if that. Um, so I had a launch Dreamcast. Me and my friend actually both got like our Dreamcast like the launch day, and like none of the games worked correctly. Nah. Like I think I got Hydro Thunder, and like you couldn't save the game or you couldn't load it because if you did, it would like what? just crash and like yeah, it was, like some midway problem. I think like Ready to Rumble Boxing had an audio issue. But the fun one was Sonic Adventure because like it just wouldn't boot. <laughs> so me and my friend went through like seven or eight copies. Oh, okay. I must have got mine like a month. Ago. Yeah, it was like the like, very first launch day because it was with my friend and his mom, and we had to keep driving back to Toys R Us. We went for like seven or eight copies of Sonic Adventure because none of them worked. <laughs> and he finally found one that worked, and then he took it home. Jeez. Uh, oh, I love my... Hydro Thunder. But... So I when I got I got a I think I got a used PS2 for my dad. I got, and I got Vice City, GTA Vice City. Yeah. I didn't get a memory card. <laughs> uh oh. He neglected to purchase that for me. So, like, for the first week, 
I I did like whenever I shut it off, I lose my progress. <laughs> so once I actually got the memory card, I flipped to that those first opening intro missions because like yeah, I just I did this four four or five times already, so I know what the hell to right. do, you know, really easily. Uh, yeah, I was. Never, I mean, I think my last handheld console was the GBA SP. Yeah, I had. I bought a Neo Geo Pocket Color, uh, and I had like the Sonic game, and I think like one other game, and then I was like, "This is real dumb because there's no games ever will come to this thing." So I think I eventually took it back and got like a like a CD burner, which was way more useful back in the day. <laughs> oh, definitely yeah, back in the day. But no, I. Yeah, I, my I, mom was like afraid. Oh god! No, go ahead, go ahead. I was gonna say like my mom was like weirdly afraid of like the nest. Like she didn't want to hook shit up to the TV. So oh. once I got with my dad, once I got with my dad, he like the first month he bought me my Super Nintendo. I'm like, all right, cool. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I my thing was uh like growing up the the Xbox. I think that was the uh, I would take. We had summer parties all the time, and we'd stay up yeah. playing Halo and. We all had brought our own TV, and everybody we'd have the land parties and everything. So I was uh, an Xbox guy for see a long time. Yeah, I would say I would actually say the Xbox is like the opposite end. Like that, I don't think that console gets enough credit. Oh yeah, there are some good. I say Halo Two was the start of console online the way yeah. we know it with Xbox Live and everything. But the Xbox, I mean, it had a lot of good games for it. I mean, there were a lot of clunkers also, but I mean. There are still Xbox games I'd love. To, I'd, I'd play right now if I could. <laughs> well, you don't like Jet Empire. I, I meant like good Xbox games, not crappy oh, ones. Stop it with that. <laughs> Jet Empire is good. Like you know the Buffy games were decent, or that first one was good, or like Death Row or Chronicles of Riddick was a great game. I loved the st- that Stub Zombie game. That was good too. Yeah, I think that's on modern consoles now, where they put out like an HD version or something. Yeah, they did. But some might, yeah, it might be on like Rare, Rare Replay or something. Yep, that is my uh, discussion on the subject. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, so, what are your uh, most overrated consoles? You can let us know um, at w2network at gmail dot com, or you can hit us all up on at humanity plague at w 2 Sean on Twitter at w2network on the whole network, and of course you can subscribe to this podcast. And anytime we release a show, it is there for you to download and listen to whenever you feel like it. And of course, just, uh, you know, uh, go rate us on that five stars wherever it is that you listen. It would be very helpful. Uh, get us up there in the rankings. More people can uh, listen to us there. And of course, uh, go like that WCNOWER Facebook page. And, uh, yeah, you know, that, uh, is always helpful. Go check out the W10Net.com because Mark will have a Animal Crossing review up there pretty soon. And I'll be having uh, some reviews up there as well. And until uh, the next time, we'll see you later, everybody. Later.